time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. One of the things that I've noticed is pretty true for most people is at some point in their life, they get stuck. In fact, one of the things that I've been noticing is that that's what I do most of my life, helping people get unstuck. People find themselves in so many different situations where they feel completely stuck, whether it's in their marriage or in their job or just not quite getting to where they want in life. And so my career has been filled with helping people get unstuck. And I've been thinking about that as I've been writing my book about getting unstuck, why people or how people get unstuck. I've realized that there are several ways that people get stuck And once we can identify how we get ourselves stuck, it's much easier to get unstuck. So today I want to share three ways we get ourselves stuck. (laughs) And I'm not just talking about where you're paused for a bit, maybe you're waiting for the next thing, but where you're truly stuck. You just can't find your way forward. You, You know that there's something bigger out there, but you're not able to find it. So how are we getting ourselves in that situation? Well, the first one I want to talk about is being comfortably stuck. Comfortably stuck means that you're uncomfortably comfortable. (laughs) You get to that place where things are good enough, and so you, you quit moving forward. Now, let me be clear. I'm talking about the people who recognize that they are stuck. There are plenty of people who are completely comfortable and completely fine with being completely comfortable. So if that's you good for you. But what I've noticed is that we tend to, in this climb of life, find ourselves at certain points, once again, feeling too comfortable. So maybe at some point you you realize that you didn't have what you wanted, so you started climbing. You got some things along the way, and then you got to this place. Maybe you found the job or something, some relationship or or some activity, and you, you really kind of found your groove. And as you found your groove, what you didn't realize is that your groove was beginning to be a groove, a rut. And that groove grew to such a rut that you became stuck in the comfort point. Many people find this when they hit a certain level in their career. They're comfortable. The bills are getting paid. The kids are growing up nicely. You're having a good time with your spouse. You have some hobbies. Uh, Maybe you have a little more money at the end of the month. Maybe you don't. But somewhere along the way, you're just kind of comfortable. And what happens when we get comfortable is that we find ourselves getting into a stuck pattern. We find that things are good, but maybe they're not great. But you tell yourself that good should be enough, even though there's something in there telling you that there's something that would be great. And the problem is, it may be that others believe that good is good enough, but there's something inside of you. There's this voice inside of you that says, here and now I need something more. Maybe you recognize that what's really going on is that there's a lack of passion. Maybe you had it at one point, but somewhere along the way, the passion cooled down in life. That job that was really exciting is now just the job. Those hobbies that were so exciting are now just the hobbies. The things you were doing before, the trips you were taking, all those things are Now just passionless, just things you go through the motions. And maybe you've realized that one of the things that's missing is a sense of purpose, that there's something deeper calling you that you know the world needs from you, but you can't quite tap into it. Or maybe you even know what it is, but 
the comfort keeps you stuck. Because part of what happens in the comfort is it sneaks up behind us. And unfortunately, discomfort can be a motivator for change. The harder thing is when you're comfortable to find it within yourself to make that change. Because it's comfortable. It's easy. You get up and you do the same thing. You know the rhythm of the day. Lots of times people tell me that at some point they realize they're going through the motions of the day because every day is like the every other day, but there's nothing that's really drawing them forward. That's when they're comfortably stuck. You can tell you're comfortably stuck because you know things are pretty comfortable. You might step back and say, you know, I've got it pretty good. I don't really have anything I could complain about. And yet there's something in you that's saying, and yet something's missing. Sometimes being stuck is recognizing that there's something missing, whether you can name it or not, that you know there's something else that's there. So sometimes we have to make a shift. We have to decide we're going to be a little uncomfortable. We're going to have to decide that good is not good enough, that great is really our goal, that part of what's inside of you is the need to be great. Not to be great like well-known, but to be doing great things, to be moving forward with passion and purpose. And what most people discover is that a key part of getting unstuck, when they're comfortably stuck particularly, is discovering what that passion is and discovering what that purpose is and taking a risk to move forward. Some people tend to avoid that. And the way they do that is by minimizing and numbing. Sometimes we minimize by saying, you know, this should be good enough. I've got a lot better than my parents did, or I have a lot better than my other friends did, or, you know, that we do a comparison. So we minimize that discomfort that we have, the uncomfortable comfort. So we tell ourselves that we shouldn't ask for more than that. Maybe we've already surpassed where your parents are, or your friends are, or the people you grew up with, or your hometown, or some other thing. You've already gotten beyond that. And so you tell yourself it shouldn't be a big deal. But there's a part of you that knows it's a big deal, that there's a place for you to live bigger and more fully. Another way that people kind of deal with that is by numbing. That, to me, is part of what happens in our world of evening life. People go to work and they come home. And many people, when they get home, begin to numb out, whether it's by some substance or some process. Maybe it's by watching TV. Maybe it's by taking a few drinks. Maybe it's by taking some drugs. Maybe it's by distracting yourself on social media or some other way of doing things that keeps you from noticing that discomfort. You know that the average person watches more than five hours of live TV a day? Five hours. Out of a 24-hour span, most of us sleep somewhere between seven and nine hours. And then most people work at least eight or nine hours a day. So at that point, at a minimum, you're at 16 hours. If you add on another five hours, you're up to 21 hours. That gives you three hours to eat, to get dressed, to get ready, to exercise if that's going to happen, all in a day. Most of us are trading significant parts, one-fifth of our life each day, to TV. My belief is that part of the reason we do that is so that we don't have to notice the discomfort, that place within us calling for something bigger. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with watching TV. I watch TV myself. I just recognize that for many of us, the TV is a distraction from the discomfort of our comfortableness that we're stuck in. So the first way we get stuck, 
we're comfortably stuck. The second way is we're worthy stuck. Worthy stuck is kind of that place where we just feel unworthy for anything more. Oftentimes, it's because we're very self-critical. We keep looking at ourselves and telling ourselves we just don't deserve more. I've watched many people sabotage their careers because they don't think they deserve more. And they don't feel worthy of getting a higher salary or a better promotion or a different job somewhere else. They just feel unworthy. And it comes from their own internal messages and scripts that they've learned along the way. Sometimes we learn it along the way in school. Maybe teachers who told you that you know, you're just not going to amount to anything or parents who told you you're not going to amount to anything or maybe those times in your life when you felt like you weren't going to amount to anything, that things were just too tough and you realized that you just didn't believe you were worthy of anything more than what you have. Many of us have a set internal thermostat of success. We have a built-in belief system about how much we should be able to earn, how happy our relationships should be, how much good stuff we have in our life. And it's, it's a, a thermostat that often uh, is based in these old beliefs about what's possible. I talked with many people who told me that part of what happened is they got to this place where they would be more successful than their parents and they realized they weren't ready to step beyond it. They didn't feel like they were ready for that level of success. It had nothing to do with their capacity as professionals, but with the lessons they had, they had growing up. They didn't believe that they could get beyond it. They didn't feel worthy of getting beyond it. That self-critical messaging and scripting is really about a guilt over success. Like what happens if you surpass loved ones in your life? What happens if you get to a higher place than friends? Or what happens if you kind of move yourself beyond those around you? There's a story uh, about crabs. If you put crabs in uh, the barrel where they, they keep them on, you don't have to put a top on top of them. You know, if you're, if you're selling the crabs on the, the seacoast, you don't have to put a top on top because if a crab tries to grow out, grow, crawl out, the other crabs will pull it back down. They don't let the crabs get away just because they want to keep the crabs in the, the masses. And the same thing can happen to us in life, that we begin like to be like that. We have this belief that... Who we are, the people around us get to decide what our level of success is, and we don't even recognize it. We have this worthy stuck that we just don't believe we should have any more than we have like the people around us. Worthy stuck is a tough place because you have to realize that you get to make the choices of how far you want to go. And I'm not just talking about financial success. Financial stuck or unstuck. It can be about relationships. It can be about anything in life, your health. Many of those places that we have around us is because we've been surrounded by that. There's some pretty clear evidence that we are the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. Our health is the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So if we are spending time with unhealthy people, it makes sense that we're probably going to adopt their unhealthy habits. Our financial status is the average of those five people. So you might have somebody who's doing a lot better and someone who's doing a lot worse and you end up in the middle, but you tend to be the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Your relationship is going to reflect the average of the five people that you spend time with. 
If they have bad relationships, you're likely to have bad relationships. If they have great relationships, you're likely to do the same. So the way to get unstuck is to make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who are at a place you want to get to. (laughs) It's also a place where you have to realize that there are those old messages that come through that we've recorded along the way as we were growing up that keep us thinking that we are at that one place, that there's only one way that we can get only one certain thermostat setting for us. We can always turn the thermostat up once we recognize what's holding us back. And the third way that I want to talk about being stuck today is the angry stuck. Angry stuck is when you find yourself fixated on something uh, that's stuck in the angry place, you know, that you're constantly feeling that anger. May not be you, but you may be able to look around and name someone around you that is just always at that angry place. They're always irritated, always frustrated, always angry. What you might notice is that they stay stuck there. It may look like they're trying to get to a different place. It may look like their anger is an attempt to get to a different place, but in reality, they're being held back by the anger. Anger is always an external factor. It's always an external emotion that's representing an internal reality of feeling threatened, of feeling fearful, of feeling hurt. And so when somebody's always stuck in an angry phase, they're always at a place where they're feeling um, unfairly treated and unfairly hurt. And they get fixated on their anger so much so that they keep sabotaging themselves. Anger is always an external focus. And it really is about being in the state of being a victim. It frees us us in victimhood. When people aren't victims, they aren't angry. Anger is fixated on that victim status of being stuck and being hurt by other things so that you can't move forward. If you find yourself at a constant state of anger, it's a good thing to ask the question, what's going on internally? What are the external factors that I'm looking at that internally I'm processing as unfair to me? And how can you change that around and decide that anger is not serving you and to release that by dealing with the internal pieces? There are lots of other ways that we get stuck in our next podcast episode. I'll talk about three more, but I I wanted to kind of give you a, a way of thinking through three different ways that you might be stuck if you're finding yourself stuck. Some people never ask the question, how do I get unstuck? They simply want to be stuck. And sometimes you realize that there's something else going on inside of you that draws you to more. It's kind of the core piece that I talk about in in how to thrive in my thrivology process. It's how to deal with those pieces so that you can move to where you want. So join me again on the next episode as we continue talking about the ways we get stuck. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.